Hi there, welcome to my podcast. Today is Saturday, August 4th, and uh, we'll be talking about coaching again. This time, we'll be answering questions of uh, some people that uh, we're concerned about why some coaching does not work for uh, some people. There are people that uh, did not have any kind of benefit. This situation happened for several reasons. Maybe the, the first one will be there is no match between the client and the coach. So both parties need to talk ahead of time about to see what is the objective, what are the goals, what are the parameters that they want to use. And from there, they will find out whether there's a match between client and provider. Uh, you know, the coach has the ability and the training to ask the questions that will bring those situations out. That's one, one of the reasons sometimes uh, people are just thinking about the money uh, and looking, the client is looking for something that is not too expensive and or the coach is trying to get any kind, any business, whatever is the amount paid. So the focus is not on provide excellent service from one side and the other side is the client is giving value, more value to the, the money than to the real need of uh, achieving a goal. Uh, we have had cases of a person that will rather use the money for a party, for, for a vacation, that uh, for a coach to a son or to a relative. But the other, the other reason of, uh, the main reason of uh, coaching would not work, assuming that the coach was capable enough to say, okay, this is something that we can proceed. But at the end, uh, the client was a little bit deceiving and started showing uh, behavior that were not helping the system, the process. For instance, it will not say the truth on the answers to the questions to the, of the coach. It will try to hide uh, things that uh, should be brought up with the questions. Uh, there's not being, therefore, honesty, uh, there's not clarity, there is not commitment. And the coach will realize that within the first three questions or answer from the client will realize that something is not running well, so it should tell them, I have the feeling that you are not being honest and uh, you are answering questions that uh, not the way we expect to, you are going around not to really focus on the, on the question. So this is not going to work. This is not going to work for you and it's not going to get you results that you're expecting to. So if the client is a little bit of, uh, you know, upset about it, he might say, what do you want me to do? You are, you're asking me questions about very personal stuff. You are asking questions that not even my wife, uh, I will tell her. Uh, you are asking questions that my boss could not be happy with it. At that moment, the, the coach needs to tell him that everything that's been talking there is confidential. And uh, the best thing is to 
they would stop the process because a coach cannot be charging for something that is not producing the benefit. That is a, is a matter of ethics. If he persisted on, the, on having the, the process going on, and then you have to change your strategy, like uh, asking questions for other goals, uh, try to find other, other openings. If a person is trying to get a, a promotion, he wants to talk about work, you might direct the questions on the personal basis. It's how the family, how your friends, how you get along, or things like that, until he finds that he has other problems that are not necessarily uh, uh, about the job, but about the, his person, his behavior, that could be affecting relationship and uh, could affecting uh, the job. Uh, if that could help, maybe the client will come up and say, well, I, I have a, a drinking problem, and I have a drug problem, or that kind of thing. And then, at that moment, the uh, coach has two options. One is try to get a commitment from him to change behavior in that regard, like uh, let's make a program for you to, to, to quit smoking or quit drinking uh, or, uh, or having drugs. If he says, okay, I'm gonna work with that, you're a person that I trust and um, I will do that. So you can make a, you can make a deal with him and, and keep helping help that person to get it out of that thing. And that will be a great, great uh, situation. The outcome will be very good for both of you. But another, another side, that might not work. And then you have to be a little drastic and say, I'm sorry, I'm not coming anymore. And uh, it's a sad thing, it's a sad thing. However, there's another situation is when the, the person is an employee of a company that is paying for the, the program. In that case, you to avoid problems, then you're going to have three problems right there. So one will be uh, the, the animosity of the employee because you're saying that he's not a normal person. The other will be position of the employer saying, I hire you because I know there is a problem and now you are running from the problem. And, uh, yeah, and you ha you're gonna charge for, for whatever incurred, the company will not feel very good about that. And uh, the third will be that you are spending your time and you might not get any pay for, for the time you expend on that or having a, a legal situation. So there is a, I believe there is a way out of it is by calling a meeting of the three of you, the employer, the employee, and yourself, and explain in a very simple way why most of the cases that people do not get results of coaching is involuntary from the client. It is not voluntary, it is not possible to make responsible, the coach responsible for the situation, and uh, they might be necessary to the help of other specialists like a psychologist or psychiatrist instead of coaching. That could be said in a very, not much technical, but simple way, that the trauma, for instance, is a situation that makes people hard to understand their real life. 
anxiety, for instance, is also another mental uh, disease that people might not know that they have it. They feel there's something else, but uh, is, is, is a blockage for a lot of uh, reasoning, for discerning questions or discerning facts in life. So if you explain to both of them, the employer and the employee, that some people are traumatized, they don't know, no, they don't even know, because traumas are sometimes uh, uh, in the brain and very subtle way, and they were produced during the birth or even before the birth. The baby were, could be, have been traumatized. Dur during the pregnancy, the mother could have a traumatic situation like uh, a loss of a relative, uh, an accident, car accident, a attack from an animal, from a man, from another person. Could have been, been in a earthquake or something like that. that the person gets traumatized because some people can go along with it, can just uh, survive an accident and not be traumatized because they don't think about being uh, at risk of uh, dying or something like that. But the other person really take that very, very deep on their mind and uh, get traumatized. And what is a trauma? Well, the trauma is a disruption of the circuitry of the cells in the brain. When the, the brain has a, a pattern, a, a standard pattern, that person who does not suffer any kind of trauma during birth, not during the birth or in life, that person has a pattern called ideal. And uh, all the energies, all the waves are normal, there is a, there is a, 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 a pattern of, of that kind of uh, thing for every human. Every human has the same pattern. But the trauma changed that because once you interrupt the circuitry in the brain, like say, if you, one example of it will be a lightning. A lightning that hits a transformer on the pole on the street that will take interrupt the circuit of the electricity to your house to the to the air condition to everything but that doesn't mean that everybody will be in the dark only a certain area will be in the dark so the world keep working and uh, not even sometimes don't even people or the, the neighbor realize that you are in the, in the dark let's say same thing happened in the brain. When there is a trauma, there is a blackout in one small area, but the brain is too smart. The brain immediately make other circuits to connect, so you can keep working, you can keep moving around. However, there are little differences. You might not remember some things, you might feel weird, and uh, you might not be able to understand things that you would be if you would have that situation. So there are changes on the brain that forever. Most of them are forever. However, the brain has an ability of rewiring over and over and over according to your mental exercises called homeostasis that will get you in a normal life. And that's why you see people that suffer really big traumas, accidents, 
and they live a normal life. They are happy, they are they are real on a normal life or a normal way. And there are others that but a small small accident, they do not show much of a of a trauma of a, of forgetting things like that, but they start drinking or they start smoking or they start doing things that they didn't do in the past. That's because the brain start looking for dopamine. Dopamine is a chemical, is a neurotransmitter. When you explain this to a client, you're not telling him that that person is not uh, a good person, a good citizen. You're telling him it has something that he may not know. He knew that he had something weird, but didn't know the origin of it. So he should not feel bad about it. And the other thing is that the traumas are not are not eliminated, never, never. The trauma will stay there forever. Those interruptions, those uh, obstructions of circuitry uh, are being changed for others, so they stay there. And uh, maybe never, never be called back uh, in the lifetime. But there are triggers that brings those things back. And that's why you see so many crimes out there that are not explicable. People that look nice, look good people, very friendly, very loving, all of a sudden snap and kill and do disasters. Unfortunately, our laws do not recognize much of that and they go to jail like anybody else, but they are not guilty. They're not, they are not responsible for those kind of things. They came up and they sometimes say, oh my God, I don't know what happened to me. Well, that is, was a trauma that used to trigger out something that happened, something saw, something here, something happened in his life that it triggered the, the brain and start doing that kind of stuff. So to, there, is that, there is treatment for the, the, those, those traumas. Uh, the treatment is not to heal it, it's to replace it to a new, new circuitry that will overpower those traumas. One explanation is when people get sometimes get hurt with a bullet in the brain and they get uh, crippled, they cannot walk or something like that. And then with therapy, that person start moving around and walk and some, some people even go play sports. That is because the therapy and the mental help from psychologists and psychiatrists make those rewiring a little more stronger and the person starts moving normally. There is another example that I gave to my client that if a person breaks an arm and the doctor put a casting on his arm, at the beginning that person feeling very uncomfortable because he could not move the arm and he push, push to open the door with that arm but the arm is blocked with the casting so he goes to the left and start using the left. The more you use the left, the more comfortable feels. At the time that when the doctor takes the casting away, the person still wants to keep the arm bended and keep doing things with the left hand because the brain already configured his circuitry to help the left hand to do everything and forget about the right hand because the right hand, the right arm is already paralyzed. But then you, therapy, and the exercise and mental commitment, you start moving that arm and everything goes back again to the normal because that is what you put your mind on and that is the brain is, is designed to, is to get ability to people to use the, all these functions in the right way and in balanced way also. 
Okay, once the boss and the employee knows that there is not a voluntary situation from the employee, maybe the boss will commit to give him some time to go to a psychologist and even if uh, insurance doesn't pay, the company will pay the psychologist because there are employees that they are very important for the company, their knowledge, their, their loyalty. Sometimes that happens and uh, everything could finish in a very, very uh, happy manner. The, the employer will feel that the service was uh, rendered, explaining the situation to Bosom. The employee will get happy because he now learned something that uh, is keeping him from achieving some kind of goals and uh, understand why he behaves the way he behaves. And uh, he has no bad feelings about the, what the coach have said because he's a reality of his life. And uh, if he is a very smart person, he will say, well, now I have an opportunity of uh, getting much better in my, my performances. Having said that, I have to encourage the client if there's something that he feels like he has anxiety or depression or, or addictions, should look for treatment with a specialist, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And the coach should refrain from doing tests or offering help uh, to the client in that regard, because that is not his duty uh, and is not uh, legal either. either. So, so the best thing is to Finish the contract, finish the process, and uh, both go their ways, and maybe meet in the future for working on projects, on goals, and things like that, that is the expertise of the coach. I did my best to explain why sometimes the coaching does not work for some people. I hope that uh, it was useful for those that uh, were curious about it. And uh, if there are any questions, I will be glad to answer. So do not uh, forget my email, rosrod at focusonsolution.com. And I will be very glad to answer those questions, any questions you have. Until next time. So thank you for listening.